wrapped with our next guest who absolutely nailed an iconic moment. It's the second hour of the program, the run home with Joel and Fletcher. Once again, very appreciative to have you spend a part of your day with us. If you missed the first hour, you can always catch up on the podcast, the Run Home Podcast, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're also on YouTube, so search Joel and Fletch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find us on social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at Joel Fletch SEN. Best contributor of Wacky Team Wednesday, which Brian will announce very, very shortly. Wins a $50 voucher thanks to Wilson. Anna Wilson's I Can Win competition to win a year's supply of basketballs for your school, club, or team. All thanks to Wilson. Coming up on the show, Stan Sport FC expert. Friend of the show, Mark Bozza Bosnich, is going to join us. Shawnee Omrod for a sports bet market update. But we spoke to Glenn Boss last week, Brian, and we spoke to Glenn Boss about his three Melbourne Cups, the victories with Maccabi Diva. He certainly did. And, of course, the training performance elite, the horse performance elite, the jockey, etc. But it was only added to by the great, great call of Greg Miles to punctuate and articulate that moment. Well, this iconic performance from Glenn Maxwell, equally to Greg Miles, Ian Smith for SEN has produced this. Here's on their feet. And Maxwell hits it! What a win, what a call to nail an iconic moment like that for SEN. I'm pleased to say Ian Smith is on the line from India. Smithy, well done, mate. Thanks for joining the run home with Joel and Fletch. Hey, look, fellas, absolute honour to be with, uh, with you guys. Um, yeah, what, what uh, uh, I'm just sort of sitting here looking out of my room uh, in uh, the 23rd floor of a hotel in Mumbai. I just can't believe it, actually. I, 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 I spent a bit of time afterwards just reflecting on it with a number of uh, of cricketing greats from around the world. And we were like, you know, I think we were pretty much like, you know, when you went to the circus and you saw those clowns that was, uh, <laughs> were sitting alongside each other with their mouths wide open, shaking their heads, and they never looked <laughs> that was us. <laughs> it was, where did it come from? I mean, we know that he's he's uh, he's a crazy cricketer. Um, he's he's an absolute freak. I mean, there's all these, these adjectives and nouns describing him in the last 24 hours, but... You, you you just don't believe it till you see something like that. And and how he managed to do it at one stage with no legs. I mean, that was just unbelievable. Yeah, and Smitty, he's sort of like his first 100, I mean, was pretty good, but it wasn't off, you know, like he's when he got against the Netherlands, got against yeah. like he had 40 balls. So it, he actually got better towards, you know, for his second century. Was it the fact that he couldn't run that he just thought, well, I've got nothing to lose here. I'm, I'm cramping up, so I'm just going to take a swing. Is that what is that what you thought? Oh, I think so. I mean, there, there was a stage uh, through that innings that he could not basically walk five steps. So, so you know, he he was a run-out candidate. And I think um, at, at that point, Afghanistan thought that there was their best chance of getting him out. With, you know, if he fell over in the middle of the pitch and just couldn't get himself up, they, they might have a situation where they could possibly run him out. 
But um, I, I think also the situation was so hopeless at seven for 91. It was, it was almost uh, like a, a free license for him because, you know, at the very least he, he just gets out and it adds to Australia's problems. And he should have been out. I mean, he should have been absolutely out at one point when uh, young Majid put him down. One of the simplest catches uh, you'd see in, in cricket at this level put down. He, he should have been gone. But I think at that point he thought, hell, why not? And he just started to swing. And uh, it, it, it's quite incredible. Once he started to swing, and, and I don't think he missed that one. That, that was the most incredible thing to us. You know, when you've got, we talk about the, the logistics of playing cricket shots and how you've got to move your feet and how you get to get your head in the right position. I mean, he defied all those theories because he had no legs. It was, it was staggering. It, it, I think you're right, Brian. Like, the fact that you've got something go against you almost takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Like, you've just got to... Just have a swing. Just have a swing. 201 off 128. And when he turns up to the crease, Smithy, he's facing a hat-trick ball. So they were immensely under siege. At what point of that innings did you think, oh, holy dooly, they may just be able to win this game? I reckon when they got under 100. When, when they got to needed under 100, I think psychologically that's when Afghanistan really pushed the panic button. I think that they were sort of living on, on normality, really, uh, and thinking that he'll, he'll make a mistake shortly and we're going to win this game comfortably because they've only got Zampa in the bin and, uh, and Josh Hazelwood and they're not going to win it from a long way out. So I think it, once it got under 100, they were down to double figures and then he brought it down very, very quickly with, you know, two or three big overs. And all of a sudden they're thinking, hell, they only need 50 here. Uh, you know, and the way he's going, that's, what, four overs of batting, five overs of batting. Uh, we're going to do something, but they couldn't. They had nothing to come back at him with. And I'm not sure. I mean, okay, a lot of people are saying, yes, but was Afghanistan. You know, they're, they're a, a bit of a minnow in terms of world cricket. I'm not sure, uh, having watched a lot of cricket in this World Cup, too many attacks would have been able to stop him last night. I really don't think so. Just on just on um, those so-called minnows like Netherlands and Afghanistan, why all of a sudden now have they improved out of out of sight, Smithy? I look, I, I don't know because it's not just like one of them. It's, it's every one of them has made a contribution to this this particular World Cup. I, I think they're playing a lot more cricket for a start. They getting they're getting cricket of, of a, at a higher level uh, and they've got very good players uh, what they haven't had in the past is confidence that they can go on and beat the big guys and they're starting I think to start you know to realize that on any given day if they get it right they're going to be right in the fight and and they've, you know the, this, this performance aside from last night this performance by Afghanistan um, to be threatening the top four, is, is, is amazing, is absolutely amazing. They've, they've played their part in this tournament big time. I know that when they woke up this morning, they'll be disconsolate. They'll be scratching their heads thinking, this is one of the greatest moments in cricket we let go through our fingers. Uh, but they honestly, when all is said and done, uh, they're not going to win it, but they've contributed a hell of a lot. Amazing, just amazing stuff. Now, the table is fairly set. So India have pretty much got the competition in checkmate. So they're going to finish first. South Africa yep. and Australia are going to finish second and third, whichever order is irrelevant because they'll play each other. New Zealand at the moment, Smithy, you're fourth. You've got, <laughs> you're in the box seat. So destiny is in your hands. If you don't win, it's probably going to be over. One of those other two teams probably find a way. 
you're taking on Sri Lanka, which they can't make it, but it's a tricky, tricky, trappy game, isn't it? Yeah, well, the one thing we know about Sri Lanka is they won't be late to the crease. Uh, they'll win that lesson ever. So, so Smithy, just on that, yeah. Sorry, just just on that, Angelo Matthews has teed off. Mm. He's had a massive crack at Bangladesh, the captain, the team. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, can you explain to the listeners what happened in that match? Right. Well, I I was watching in amazement. Actually, I mean, they'd lost a wicket, and and Angelo Matthews um, made his way to the crease. When he got out to the middle. Uh, he was still within the legal time. Um, but then he noticed that his helmet had a broken strap once he got out there. Now, uh, that's very rare in itself, to, you know, for your gear to break down on while you're walking out there. But he he, he got out to the middle, and um, because he called for a strap, he hadn't actually taken guard. He hadn't faced the ball. So he was still under the clock in terms, they say, in terms of the clock of, of making his way to the crease. Um so uh, uh, one of uh, the Bangladesh teammates said to uh, his captain, Sha- uh, Shakib Allah, saying, look, if you appeal, he's out. Wow. He said, what do you mean? He said, he, well, at the time, he's out. So he, thought, I, he said, right, I will. So he went to the umpires and said, I believe that I'm appealing for the fact that he has taken too long, more than the two minutes. So um, he's held up the game to a point where it's illegal and, and I'm, I'm appealing. And the umpire said, you sure? I mean, Maria Rasmus is a, is a decent sort of a rooster. Mm. He said, are you sure about this? And he said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to uphold the appeal. He said, are you really, really sure about this? Wow. He said, yes, I'm not withdrawing the appeal. So under the rules of the game, they had to give him out. So um, first time ever that I can recall anything, and particularly in a game of, of that kind of importance. Um, and so he was given out, yeah, and the, the world has erupted. Personally, uh, I think it stinks. Yeah. It absolutely stinks. And I'll tell you something else. Had um, had it been Virat Kohli, oh. <laughs> goodness cry, I've got no idea what the reaction would have been in this country. And I, I just don't know if he would have gone through with an appeal or even considered it against an Indian batsman because the furor that would have resulted uh, would have been uh, you'd have felt you'd have felt it from where you guys are. So it was I, it was awful. It was not good for cricket. Uh, um, and uh, rules are all sure, but also common sense and decency. There's room for that in sport, surely. Mm. Smithy, what about the Kiwis? Four on the bounce now. What uh, What's happening there? What, yeah. what do they need to do? Well, hell, <laughs> I would say get 400, but that wasn't enough the <laughs> yeah, other day. Right. <laughs> Godfather, where the hell did that guy come from? Jeez. <laughs> um, We've got to. We've just got to forget it. I mean, we haven't. We've played really uh, in the tournament. We've played one shocker. We got absolutely dealt to by South Africa, and we weren't in the hunt. But apart from that, we've we've played some pretty damn good cricket. We've unearthed a couple of good young players, and you know things have been ticking over quite nicely. We just we've just on a downward slide in, in terms of the, the points table. Oh, look, I, I, on most days at the moment. You know, eight times, nine times out of ten, I think on an even playing field, we'd beat Sri Lanka. Problem is, the forecast, and, you know, you say this and people say, really? Uh, the forecast of Bangalore is not that flash. There's a bit of rain around. So that might help hurt us. If we lost a point, if the game was rained out, that would really sting us. Uh, but at the moment, we're in a situation where um, it's in our hands. It's in our hands, literally. And you want that in sport. You want to be able to control your own destiny. Well, well we pretty much can. 
Our biggest problem is that we played two days before Pakistan play, and I think they're the biggest threat. The Pakistan uh, play England, and how I've been great, haven't they, England? Uh, so uh, <laughs> they have two days to work out exactly the ramifications and their plan of going about it. So all we can do is win and win well against Sri Lanka and make it as tough as possible for Pakistan. At the moment, I'd say we'd be in. But then again, I would have said Glenn, I would have said Glenn Maxwell probably wouldn't get two hundred yeah. at seven for ninety one. So there you go. Really, what's it like India? I'm like I, I've, like I don't mean that the, the cricket and stuff. Yeah. I just mean the the cities you get around in. Are they safe? Like, are you getting out and going to some local restaurants? What what does uh, Ian Smith get up to? <laughs> well, he's a bar, so you know I'm pretty close to that. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, did some, and this play I hadn't been here 20 years. I played I played cricket here, I commentated here, but I hadn't been here for 20 years. This is the most remarkable uh, development of the country that I've seen a long, uh, long, long time. That that the airports and the hotels that used to be, um, you know, one of the problem areas are now uh, as pristine as you'll find anywhere in the world. And the, some of the hotels are just staggeringly good, um, and, and the, the airports, uh, the flow of people, etc., has improved so much. It is an easy place to get around once you're out of the traffic. The traffic's still horrendous. Um, you know, you can have a for instance, uh, getting to the hotel from uh, the Mumbai airport the other day is a trip of around about 11 kilometres, and it took me 93 minutes. Oh. I timed it. So I mean, it, it 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 can be a little bit a little bit frustrating in that regard. Apart from that, if you just take a deep breath and smile and look out the window and see the sights and the difference of from one street corner to the next of how India presents itself. You're not bored, and 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 time doesn't matter. So, it's been for me um, one of the most pleasant uh, and fulfilling things I've done in in, uh, in a long, long time. I'm so glad I came, uh, and we're so glad to have you here on the run home with Joel and uh, Fletch uh, Smithy. Thanks so much, mate. Well, wonderful call. We'll replay it in a moment for the listeners. I I just thought it was terrific the way you summed up the moment. Congratulations on that, and uh, enjoy the rest of the trip. Hey guys, uh, yeah, all of this. I, I, I really, uh, and I do mean this generally, and it's not because I, I am um, talking to you guys, but uh, I do believe only Australia can beat India. Oh. Only Australia can beat India. That's yeah. what I'm picking. Okay. okay. Hopefully you're right. Cheers, boys. Thank you, mate. See Thank you very me. much. Once again, here's the commentary because I think it's very, very good. Uh, Ian Smith calling uh, an iconic moment for a famous, famous innings. Run home with Joel and uh, Fletch. Uh, this text comes through from the Rose Bay Sleeper. Love the chat with Smithy boys. Uh, how good's that? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Hello to you, Matty Horn as well. <laughs> um, and the great Mickostini. And the great Mickostini. Oh, part of the Rose Bay Porkhouse. <laughs> Rose Bay Porkhouse. That was the first house I moved out on. God, it was good. Three hundred bucks a week for th- a three better. Hundred dollars a week. Oh right? dear, that's hundred bucks a head. That's God, good inflation. stuff. That's good stuff, as this is. Let's do this, tourist, please. It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The busy Bulldogs, Brian. The kennel is filling up. 
The Bulldogs today have been very, very busy. They have re-signed Curtis Moran for two seasons. They've signed Kurt Mann, Drew Hutchison, Jake Turpin, and Poissa Farmacili to two-year deals. Uh, Mann, of course, playing just short of 180 games for the Storm Dragons and Knights. Hutchison, 75 games, but he's been a handy replacement when needed at times at the Roosters. Uh, and uh, Turpin also 75 games playing for the Broncos and the Roosters. So you add these four players to Critter, Stephen Crichton, Josh Curran, Jamin Salmon, Blake Taff, Bronson Sherry. That's all for 2024. Are they playing finals next year, Brian? So those other signings have been announced for... Yep. Is, so Turpin, is that for next season? Or yeah, this is yeah. all for 2024. It's all for 2024. Yeah. Where wow. do you reckon the answer's going to play? Oh. My man, the answer, Drew. Yeah. Because they've got sex on legs. I can see Jakey Turpin on the bench because he can cover yep. uh, Reed Marnie. I'm just wondering, wondering about Drew. So you think sex on legs? He'll start the year at seven. Burton stays at six? Yep. Okay. Who's who's your fullback? Is it Critter? Um, I reckon I, I would have Critter there, but I reckon they're going to put young Blake Taff there. Blake Taff. I reckon they'll have Blake Taff yeah. there and Critter in the centres. What about, do you see Bronson Sherry starting the year? No. No? No. Not in first grade. Okay. Well, they've lost Alamotti. He goes to, uh, where's Alamotti gone? Penrith. 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 Yeah, but they've got, I, I, they're, they're thinking about playing Jacob Karaz in the centres. I just don't think that's his position. I'd like to see him at fullback, actually. Yeah. I think he's a terrific winger. Yep. I just think defensively. There's a couple of reads there. I know he can learn the position, but it's very hard defending in the centres. I'd like to see him at fullback, Kiraz, but that's a question for Gus, I suppose. Um, yeah, they've certainly spent some money, haven't they? They, they let a few go, though. So who went? Avarillo. Avarillo went. Uh, Is Tom, Tom, Thompson, Thompson, Thompson gone? Thompson, that Where's was Thompson gone? Is he retired or what's he doing? I think he's doing? heading back to England. Absolutely. I don't think he's signed anywhere officially. That's a shame, isn't it? Like He ran into injury. Like He was a very spruiked kid coming out, Thompson. Yeah, yeah. That's he, a shame. Um, he he didn't play that many games, did he? He was very injury prone. Remember, he came out. I think uh, six months early, like half a season earlier, during COVID, did his fourteen days, and he was doing the like Training, doing dumbbells yeah. and stuff in the room. Like he was mm, so oh, eager right. to come yeah. out. He'd have a had a great couple of seasons. Mm. Was he St Helens? Yep, from memory. Yep. No, he was. I think he might have been a MOS. Really? Was he? We, I know he Man was. of Steel. Yeah. Um, look, they're, they're good signings. They're good first graders, but they're not. They're not guaranteeing you success. I mean, other than Critter, other than having Critter there, and, and I think Josh Curran is a is a a good addition. But I don't see him playing semi final football. Sorry. Okay. Sean. Game of Rankham. Quick game of Rankham. In order, because based on the topic we're talking about, it's a bit of a loaded question. Who's the most important Panther players? Cleary's clearly number one, right? Yeah. So who's their top four most important players? In uh, no particular order? No, rank them is in order. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. James Fisher-Harris. Second. Yep. I agree with that. Dylan Edwards. Yep. And I will also say Isaiah Yo. That's my... Mm. Actually, I'll have Isaiah Yo third... Dylan Edwards, fourth. Liam Martin, far behind. Fifth. Honourable mention. You only gave me four. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's Rankham. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's int- like Fisher Harris, Mickey, and you know Moses Leota's not far behind. That's either. right. So those two players, really, those two players in any team in the competition. If you had Fisher Harris and Leota playing for the Tigers, I reckon you're playing finals. Ooh, big call. Can we throw in one more? Can I throw Cleary in? Yeah, but if you've got Utukamana <laughs> on the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying, but and this is what the, the argument was with uh, Adam Blake. It's all well and good to get him, not next year, in 2025, but you've got to be able to, off the back of what he can do, like we saw what Sean Johnson was doing kicking-wise mm. and stuff like that. I know those forwards would improve a team, but you've got to be able to take advantage of off that, off the back of them, mm. where I, that's what the Dragons are lacking a little bit. Tigers are lacking that. Yep. Bulldogs are lacking that. Bulldogs are lacking it, for sure. It's just those setups. God, they do my head in. When they get down there yep. and they have to get, do three plays, drop a player under, you're not scoring a try and you're not even asking questions. Nah. What's the set I call, Brian, when I coach? Chaos set. Chaos. Where you just go, Agent you just go berserker. Because how often do you see... A team's got to score a try to win the match, yep. and they almost always go 90 metres. Yep. They all train for it. Playing a bit of chaos. They all train for it when yeah. they get down there. You know, that's the last session at training. Yep. Right, next team that scores, and it's just offload, offload, offload. It's, yeah. Especially these lower-ranked teams. Yep. You're not going to trouble the defence with bringing a, a halfback t- catching the ball and bringing a bloke under. That's right. It's first grade. It's the NRL. You're not going to score a try there. Chaos. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. I text 0457... Seven three six seven three six. Pistol Pete from Glebe says, I can only imagine how Maxwell's feeling right now. I only scored 31 as my highest ever score for the Rissoles, and I averaged a cramp for every run. I also celebrated with a 31-piece feed at the back of that. Good on you, Pete. Yeah. Uh, Pistol might... Pete, what if you still getting these? Just uh... on that. Just on that. Fair enough. What is, sorry. <laughs> what's the best hangover food? Is it a personal, KFC? Personal? Pizza? Macca's? Or is it... Chinese. Well, sugar. This is this is summer content. Yep. We're not really in summer yet, but I'm going to do it just for mm. you. Oh, you got both the same coloured shirts yeah. on. Mm. For me. Yep. I have three letters. M S G. M S G. It sops up all that alcohol. I'm a bit Randy Savage, mm. so <laughs> I get to go out. Yeah. Sit in my corner, yeah. put the podcast in, and just devour a chicken and black bean. Oh, that's good, Brian. That's really, really good. That, well, that's my personal. Tourists, what would you say to that? Oh, yeah, Chinese for me as well. Specifically, this is going to sound gross. I like cold day after Chinese. Cold? Cold. Give me uh, something about being hungover. No. That's salmonella. That's all stations of Salmonellaville. I want a cold chow mein the day after. No way. Stunning. Oh, what's really? That's my hangover for no, Hillary, Hillary, you're right. Yeah, yeah you are right. Brooksy, what do you oh, got? It's pizza. For me, yeah. I want something spicy. I want the Tony pepperoni or the El Scorcho or mm. something with pepperoni with jalapenos on there. Mm. Like, it's got to be fresh, tourist. Mm. As a no, hangover. What, you're, you can't be pre-ordering your Chinese no, so it's no, cold no. the next day. No, I'm not pre-ordering, but I'm hoping if, in an ideal world, you'll open the fridge, forgetting what you have the night before, open it, and you'll see. Really? That's the dream. Uh, mm. but, but the clagginess of... Yeah, oh, I want oh. the clagginess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm hungover. I want to sit but in my filth. The chow mein. <laughs> the chow mein, you need the crispy noodles and it's going to go soggy. Yeah, perfect. Clag. Clag oh. me up, baby. Oh, clag me yeah. up, baby. What about you, sugar? What do you... If, oh, look. You're a bit hung today. Yeah, a little bit hung. If, uh, I, if I could just click my fingers... Right now. And just invent, like... Imagine I, I could come up with an invention yeah. where you could order something and it would come to your place. Yeah, I reckon there's some fried rice there. 
Yeah. And oh, I could go to the Chow Min, no clag. Hot, yeah. That, so right now, I could. I would love it's Chinese to, for you. For you, yeah. Uh, there's a gentleman. I never here. have Coca-Cola, but I always have it with Chinese. Yeah, it's got to be Coke Zero. <laughs> yeah. A lot of K- KFC people like K- Ash. Ash, this is my go-to. So Ash likes KFC followed by a raspberry icy pole. I tell you the best hangover cure. I forgot about this. Frosty fruit. Yeah. Frosty oh, fruit. Yes. Ice block. Really? Do it. Mm. Whatever it's in there. Whatever chemical they're putting in there, it makes you feel better. Does it? Okay, I might try that. They reckon bananas. Well, it's all weird shit in there. Okay. The potassium in the banana. Is, that's another one. That's another one. Um, I spoke to the people from Farm Fritz yesterday. They're at Melbourne Cup. Yeah. They do a lot of fried fish, uh, fried chips. The gentleman who owns it, I forget his name, but he used to work for, he used to work for the mob that has Chico Rolls, <laughs> right? So I played golf with the Chico Roll dude. He told me they sell fifteen million, twenty four million items are sold every year. It's a big sausage, right? So when that when when they're making it in the factory, chop it just chops it. Oh, it's one it. big roll. One is big it? roll. Oh, and seventy percent is cabbage. Yeah. Then What's remember our girl. Remember, remember our girl. <laughs> Who you'd go into a lot of mechanics would have him on the back of the the Chico Roll girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on the Harley. Yeah, yeah. Side boob, hundred. Yeah. With the Daisy Dukes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every takeaway store in Australia had one. Yeah. They disappeared. Her name was Sarah Jane. Really? Why did she disappear? Why? The Mormons bought the Chico Roll company. Yeah, Mormons and just said. Cut a SJ. CSJ, no <laughs> motorbikes. Really? So they decided to really, really pull it back. Wow. So no Chico roll signs up anymore, no girls. There is a girl, but she's like dressed up like in an mm. Amish outfit. Yeah. <laughs> um, 24 million. So basically for every Australian out there, one they're hammering, and I'm a hammerer. What, one a year? Twenty. No, I'm saying, yeah, 24 million. Per year. Yes. Yes. Sold. Yeah. So every Australian has basically been having one. Yeah. And my man also told me that if <laughs> you were man. if you were in there, right, you occasionally got the real crispy bits at the end. Oh, oh, yeah. That was a perk of working there. Oh. So they chop one off. It might not be the whole twelve inch, <laughs> but it might be two inch of the crispy yeah. the curry. Less is more. The cabbage. And a little bit of carrot in there. Uh, I'm getting one now. Yeah, your, your man with the food rot. He also told you something about potatoes, Brian. Oh, yes. Not enough potatoes are growing here, so they get them from Holland. Really? Yep. Holland. And and you're about to throw per capita at me. Yeah, Australians eat the most potatoes per capita. Get that in, yeah. The big fadipas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wacky Team Wednesday about to be announced. That Brian, just uh, Daily Telegraph had an article some time ago. Yes. And uh, About? This was in 2009. Before the Corys took over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chico Rolled for Road Bypass, a farm that supplies a key ingredient to legendary Aussie snack. The Chico Roll is under threat from a truck bypass. Cabbage farmers are angry. But there's a picture there of Sarah Jane King. Yep. Who, who at the time, was the most downloaded picture on the net. Mm -hmm. One of the most downloaded pictures on the net. Sarah Jane King. Great advertising. Yeah. Till the Mormons came out. I told you the Mormons took over. Mm. You did say that. And they got rid of Sarah Jane. So that was uh, out near Bathurst, destroying one of the largest Australian suppliers for Simplot. It's ludicrous. So there you go. You're not. I'm, I'm picking up that you guys have you ever had a Chico roll? Never had a Chico roll. I'm bringing you one in tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to bring you one in. Would you air. know where to buy one? Yeah, yeah three steps on Bondi Road. <laughs> it's going to be oh, cold mate, by mate, the time you're here. They leave them. I oh, know that's the thing. We've got an air fryer. What you need to do, you've got to have it bite. It's a bit like the spring roll. Same technique. Yeah. Bite it, and you whack chicken salt in it. 
Do you? Yeah, I go all out. So it's not a. It feels like a spring roll type of big spring yeah. roll. Yeah. Oh God, they're good. Can you oh. dip it in some sort no, of sauce? No, don't dip it. Is it a dry it's situation? Own, it's got its own little thing, and you wash it down with a uh, lime milkshake. You say Mountain Dew. You ever done that? Lime milkshake. Lime milk, so citrusy milk. No, it's not. It's just green. It's oh. a, out of the squeezer bottle. Only in Canberra. No. Get up a thing down there for a while. Three steps. Oh, what about Tully Buckets from Abbotsbury? He said, uh, good afternoon, boys. Best hangover. Cure is a bit of Barocca, a bit of alone time, and some KFC to top it off. Yeah, I can't do the alone time. I start feeling guilty. Mm. I start thinking, get out. Yeah. I thought you'd go Barocca, KFC, then. And there's, I don't think he's alluded the to. I don't and there's a lot of people to. at the food court as well, so I don't want to. <laughs> you got the towel. You got the towel, Ed. That's what the bucket's for. <laughs> Put that on my head and close my eyes. <laughs> oh, this is hard to beat. Coffs Raider, Reedy says, hang over cure, mixed kebab with everything. The mixed kebab, mm. it's very good. The other thing I've realised, you've got to get out. You can't just lie and put the doona over your head and try and escape the world. Mm. You've got to get out and you've got to confront a hangover yep. straight on. You've got to run to the pressure. You have to. Yep. Because you get too much head noise, don't you? Absolutely. You got to go out and just look at other, look at the other losers out there, yeah. to make yourself feel better. Yeah. There's too much self-talk. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get the Catholic guilt too. That's mm. my other problem. What's... Far out. <laughs> yeah, Catholic guilt. You ever heard of Catholic guilt? You ever heard of Catholic guilt? I've heard of it. Oh, because you've been taught to be an upstanding citizen, and when you have the big night the next no, day, no, you've go... just let yourself down. Yeah. You've okay. Let yourself down. Yeah. And you haven't donated to the Project Compassion Box. And you've left, you haven't taken your Ash Wednesday thing off your forehead. You've got to wait 40 days and 40 nights. Brian, yes, I've got sir. a conundrum for you as we go to the break. We need a break. With a C or a K? The, the, I like your C ones. The C, this is a C. <laughs> oh, good. So the numbers are this, 6, yep. 12, yep. 18, yep. 24. You've got the break to think about this, right? Mm-hmm. Boys, you can answer the same thing. To complete this mission for whatever bounty is up for grabs, you have to... You have to have an amount of beers, donuts, run this amount of kilometres. Beers? Beers, donuts, yeah. run this amount of kilometres or sit in economy on a flight for Hours. six, 12. And you can only complete one at a time. So you can't sit on the plane and have your beers. Wow. So you can either, what would you choose for six? What uh, would you choose for 12? Yep. What would you choose for 18? So, for example, you might have six beers, run 12 kilometres, sit on a plane for 18 hours okay. and have 24 donuts, right? So that's donuts, beers, flight time and running the kilometres, 6, 12, 18, 24. One must be completed in full prior to you commencing the next one. Okay. And how many hours have I got or days? It's just got to be consecutively. So there's no... Consecutive days? No, no. Well, for, obviously, if you yeah, choose 24 hours on the plane, yeah. that's going to be a whole day. So... Beers, donuts, flight... Uh, run, run kilometres. Run kilometres. What would you choose? What order would you be to complete the task? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to have your say or text 0457 736 1300-01-1170. Uh, Lewis is loving the show. Good to have oh, your company. one 1170 or text 0457-736-736. Great to have your company. Andy's there as well. Budster, as they keep coming through. Nath, uh, the best hung slower, he says. Nothing dirty and greasy from a servo hot box like seedy chicken skewer dim sim. No, or, something. Something dirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, pre-made bacon and egg roll or a Red Bull and then run roof tiles out to sweat it out. Nafo yeah, from Karua. Nice onto it. Karua's halfway to port.
Nave is onto it because you've got to sweat it out. That's the key. Can I do um, wacky team? No, no, but no, before you do it, you've got to answer your question. Oh, sorry. Do it again. What was it? So the numbers are six, yep. 12, 12 eight. 18, 24. You have to do it in that order. So the six first, okay. followed by the 12, followed by the 18, followed by the 24. You get to choose what you do. So you could have six schooners. You could run six kilometres. You could sit for six hours on, on a flight in economy okay. or have six donuts and vice versa. All 12, right. What would you do? Run. Run six Ks. Flight. 12 hours flight. Beers. Yep. 18 beers. 24. 24 donuts. Yeah, I like donuts. Yeah. Yeah. What would you do, tourists? Same. Swap the donuts and the beers. I'll do 24 beers, 18 donuts. Could you have the 24 beers after 18 donuts? Piece of piss. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Don't question me again. <laughs> Are they, they're, 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 they're the, uh, the glaze, crispy, crispy creams, doesn't in yeah, there. There's no time limit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Can you vomit? Oops. What would you do? I'd do the flight, six hours of it, 12 beers after that. I'd go run 18 Ks and then do the 24 donuts after it. Mm. you got to earn them, right? Yeah. I reckon I would do the, definitely the flight, six hours. Mm. I think I would run 12 Ks, 18 beers, 24 donuts. donuts. Oh, that'd, okay. that'd be a that'd be a long haul that twenty four donuts. So, anyway, there you go, uh, Brian. Wacky team Wednesday. Yeah, wacky team. Uh, wacky team is anything to do with horses after we after yesterday. So Brooksy's come up with a beauty. He likes Barrier Menelo. <laughs> yeah, Lee Furlong, who was uh, married yeah. to Wada, Shane News host. So listeners, anything to do with jockeys? Like uh, it. Uh, sorry, anything with horse racing? Yep. Any terminology, you can maybe throw a jockey in, maybe throw a horse name in. What about Sterling Fetlock? There you go. That's not bad. <laughs> Jürgen not bad. Klopp. What was yours? Jürgen Klopp. Jürgen Klopp. Mm. Klopp. Yeah. Sort of sound there, yeah. What about Leon Trotsky? Nice. Dave Trotten. Dave Trotten. Trotten. Yes. Dave Trotten. Dave Trotten. One of the nicest blokes in He's rugby one of league. Trotto. Except he Five, Freddie. <laughs> that's, that's true. Sorry, Trotter. Well, I tell you what, he, he'd be—he would be good. He would have done it good, I reckon. Um, that's what he's like. <laughs> the what, about Trotter. Me, what about Mr. Ed Maguire? Yep. Come Sorry. on, Lundy. I need some help. The we, we, Archbishop we, we, of Canterbury. Yeah. No, 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 How am I going to get uh, our girl in? Surely he's a horse called Penny. Mm. Damien Lame. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Saddle, Dano, that was the boom. other one I gave you. Adam yep. Clydesdale. Perfect. Oh, Here we go. go. Here now we go. Dano. Adam's out. Yeah. We might have to just have a bit of sneak him in today. Pretty good one. Peter Saddle. Adam Clydesdale. Oh, yeah. But he, didn't he play league? Yeah, that's what I'm mm. saying. We might try yeah. and squeeze him in. <laughs> uh, there you go. one 300 is the way to have your say. Wacky Team Wednesday. Now, the best nominee gets... $50 credit voucher from Wilson. Wilson. What about, oh, the good one, Hansy, David Gallup. David Gallup. Oh, Boom. Yes. What about um, Ricky Ponting, punter? Yep. Yes. Punter. He's in. Yep. Okay. I'm pointing yep. at seven. All right, Kevin, going, boys. The juices are flowing. Flowing like a river. Keep them flowing on the run home with Joel and Fletch. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Best contributor of Wacky Team Wednesday wins a $50 voucher thanks to Wilson. Enter Wilson's I Can Win competition to win a year's supply of basketballs for your school, club or team with thanks to Wilson. I'll tell you what, Brian, you were a bit apprehensive about this topic. I was. I, I, maybe because I'm just feeling your hungness. Yeah. Your hungness. But the listeners again. Listener, you're just too clever. This one here, uh, Mark, he likes Nick Far Jones. <laughs> Sorry, Nick, Nick Farlap Jones. 
uh, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's the good one we liked here, Brooksy? What was this one? Oh, this one. This is Fruy from Avoca Beach. Dr. Quinella, medicine woman. <laughs> <laughs> Lance Glusner. Oh, yes. Hey, there's a few Penny nominations yeah, as well. Yeah, Penny Furwong, Penny Trump. Penny Trump. Tr- I can't even say it. Penny Trometer. Penny Trometer. That's good. Wong. That's good. Jamie Whipcup says there's a stack of them coming through. Uh, Hoof Lehman, Fox from the Hills. <laughs> Poor man. Um, gee, there's some good ones. Eric Cantona. Yeah, that's a good one. I've got one. James Rain. Boom. Oh, yes. What about Henry Henry Blinkers? <laughs> Henry Blinker. Henry Blinker. Hey, sit yeah. on it. <laughs> hey, that's what he used to say. Oh, quick fact. Did you know him and Miss, Mrs. C were getting it on in the ad breaks? In the ad breaks? Well, not the ad breaks, sorry. <laughs> in between scenes. <laughs> in between <laughs> scenes, and they've got footage of him grabbing her on the on the, on the, on the blurter. Really? Yeah, just like... Just you know, little, B-rolls. Very, very cut. Okay. So okay. they were getting it on upstairs. <laughs> Paul Mears is a good one, but he, he played, so we yeah. can't have Paul Mears. Um, Mark Philippousis. Uh, keep them coming through. Dave from Kellyville's there. Hello, Dave. Davey. Good. Um, yo. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. That's I'm good. good. i got a... Got two for you. So on the left wing, we've got Mr. Wong, which is a racehorse from 2015. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, yep. And, and his father. Um, and then 1976 Venezuelan swimmer at the Olympics was Maria Hung. <laughs> <laughs> Get on your Dave, you dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> dirtbag Dave. Uh, let's go to Jamie from Brisbane. Good on you, Dave. Hey, Fletch, what about your old mate, Nathan Hindleg? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie, yeah. Jamie. All right, there's going. To, well, we've got a, we've got a, um, so many nominations. Uncle Buck, obviously John Candy, Richard Gear Change. That's Fox from the Hills. Daryl Braithwaite, a lot of Daryl Braithwaite. Jonathan Trot. Oh yes. Uh, Matt D says Dustin Hoofman. No, I like that. Uh, um, I like this one. Rob Quiney instead of Rob Quiney. Rob Equining. <laughs> Why kick a Moowong? Yeah, Daryl Braithwaite's probably going to make the side. Yes. He's got to make the side. Oh, where, where are we going to put him? Oh, yes. Uh, Dane says, what about American rock guy, George Thoroughbred? <laughs> uh, that's good. Oh, Pete's got a good one. Penny, far good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Penny, far good thing, Wong. Two furlongs done, one to come on the other side of this on the run home with Joel and Fletch. If you missed any of the first part of the show, Ian Smith was a great chat. Guess who's Uh, coming up after this? Who's coming up, Brian? Bozza. Oh, yeah.